Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale Original 16. Official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. Welcome to the Flames TV live post-game show and the Flames suffer a disappointing 4-2 loss to the visiting Columbus Blue Jackets. Uh, kind of a funny start in the first period, but the Flames managed to keep it tied after 20 minutes. And after that, not, allowed, not a lot of great things really from Calgary after that point. And you know, life comes at you fast in the NHL. They were on a four-game winning streak. All of a sudden, they are on a four-game losing skid. Yeah, it's crazy how quickly it happens. Mm -hmm. um, someone said the other night, they mentioned it, it was the slumping Seattle Kraken, and I thought they were on a nine-game win streak. All of a sudden, they're on a three- or four-game losing streak. Right. So tonight, this one got away from the Calgary Flames. It was a really odd start tonight. Puck's bouncing around again. I thought we'd gotten all of the crazy bounces out of the way last game against St. Louis. No. But they were still playing a big factor in this first period again tonight. And uh, just never really seemed to get organized tonight. They never really seemed to get their... The forecheck wasn't bad tonight for the Calgary Flames, mm -hmm. but there was just so many kind of odds and ends, uh, a shorthanded goal that we're going to see. Yep. And all those little setbacks that end up in your net, those are sometimes hard to recover from. Right. Okay, let's show you uh, exactly how this one went down. Like Corey said, there was, it was kind of a strange start to the, to the period with these goals. So let's show you uh, some of the bounces and how it all got going. This one, uh, Columbus got on the board early, just three minutes in off the dump, and it hits the ref, and Nikita uh, Chinikov scores. Yeah, they capitalize here, and it's such a weird play. Chris Tanev thinks he's just going to turn and be in a race to the corner to get the dump in, and no one can react to this. Uh, Jacob Markstrom is furious because he's headed behind the net, but it's just one of those things that happen. The refs are in play. Sometimes they go your way, sometimes they don't, and that was an unlucky one. Right, but the Flames bounce back, which was nice to see. The puck was tied up here for a second, and then Coleman decides to dig it out. Pani throws it back. He knew somebody would be there, and it was Mackenzie Weger who fires home. His third goal in as many games. Yeah, this is a really well-built goal, too. It was a really good entry by the Calgary Flames. They took it to a spot where they could maintain possession. They're in here. Look at the bodies surrounding this, and uh, really nice job by Mackenzie Weger jumping in again and he's hot three goals in three games and he seems to know how to find the twine this year that's right and then of course it was Columbus again uh, tough one here for Jacob Markstrom who's trying to clear it doesn't quite get enough on it or in the direction he wants to and all of a sudden the puck is in the net and I was saying on this one he ripped it right over the ref's head it will see here in the corner if you do want one to hit the ref I think this <laughs> is the one because he does flub it a little bit right. doesn't get enough on it and it's a heck of a shot by Severson. He just, if you give him 20 pucks from there, he's only going to maybe right. put one or two of them in. But it comes off his stick. It comes off flat, fluttering, and it, it beats Markstrom back to the net. Yeah, tough angle, but he finds the way. The Flames, again, they get it back, though. Just three minutes later, it's Connor Zary here pouncing on this rebound. This line was pretty good tonight for Calgary. Uh, so it was 2-2 after that goal. Yeah, you want resiliency in your game. You have a couple of bad breaks to go. Markstrom had forgotten about it, making some big saves. Great net presence here by Matt Coronado. He had another pretty strong game tonight. Connor Zari comes in, cleans it up, and uh, you know what? Get out of the first period all square. 
Right, even Steven after 20 minutes, uh, but not a great middle frame for the Flames, who had just four shots in this one. Uh, this is the shorthanded goal for Columbus. Alexander Texier coming down and beating Markstrom. You see how frustrated Huberto is after that goal. He had a great chance in front of the net. Then he moves out to the outside boards. He gets beaten in a little board battle. There wasn't enough recognition in the Flames to get back in time. Short little two-on-one. Off the post, another funny bounce right back into Texier's hand right. puts it on the ground, finishes it off, and it's another shorthanded goal. So down by one, heading into the third, but they've they've had some good luck coming back in the third period. They had won six games coming into this one when trailing after 40, but uh, there's another, or a power play goal for Columbus. This is one that you have to get through. I know it's a five-minute penalty kill. you got to find some way to get it done, and it's another crappy bounce that ends up in the Flames net. And this was the fifth. Empty netter, Fantilli. I mean, what do you say? Uh, Flames had a little bit of pressure with the goaltender out at the very end. They had a couple of one-timers. Kadri had one off to the side of the net, being down two goals, but it was just too little too late. That, that five-minute power play really kind of sealed it. Flames did a good job for the first half of it. You can't fault them. They were trying. Look at Noah, ha Noah Hannafin diving in front of that puck. Right. Bounces right on the Columbus Blue Jackets tape, and it's in the net. So, again, some tough bounces tonight, but just not enough by the Flames to get her going. Yeah, special teams, uh, a real factor tonight for the Flames in this loss. The captain, Michael Backlund, is standing by in the dressing room. Let's hear what he has to say. So another uh, tough one here for this group. Where did you see it slip away from? Oh, in the second period, I thought we played well in the first. Um, you know, we had 18 shots in the first, and yeah, and uh, second period, we had, what, four or five? Um, it's a big difference. and. Tells the story about the game. Uh, came out, played well, and just let the game get out of our hand in the second. It's still January, but this is a pretty serious blow when you consider, you know, how many losses are starting to mount. I mean, you're probably way past silver linings here. How how big of a, a tough skid is this for your room? Yeah, it's tough, um, especially losing at home. Um, uh, yeah, it's frustrating. Um, I feel like all the games we kind of. Let it get out of our hands, uh, and um, yeah, we gotta look ourselves in the mirror here and play our best game of the year on Saturday. Um, going to the break, um, winning, um, and end the streak, and then um, you know, um, focus on the you know the second or past the break um, after that. Injuries are one thing, and I'm sure you'll address that in a moment, but just the idea of where you see this overall, the biggest thing that you need to address inside this room around in the ice, on the ice. Well, I think uh, I've uh, been missing a little bit of energy. I, I find at times in games, and uh, we got to play with a lot of energy and pace, and uh, when we don't, uh, that's when teams take advantage of us. Um, and that happened today. First pairing, a lot of energy. Uh, second, not as much. Um, and we'll let the game get away. And... Um, yeah, uh, you know, last road trip there with the dads, we were so much energy, we playing so well, and then we come home, and it just hasn't been quite the same. You, you guys have played together for well over 130 games now. Why hasn't this group figured out how to win consistently together? It's um, a good question. Um, I wish I had an answer. Um, um, but, yeah, we got to... Um, like I said, what we can do now is focus on the next game. Um, play our best game of the year on Saturday. Uh, do whatever we can to win that game, and then uh, we'll uh, 
refocus and come back, um, have a push after break. Well, you've been here some time. How much does it piss you off that you can't make it work at home? Yeah, it's frustrating. It's hard. Um, uh, like I said, we played so well on the road there, and, and even that home game against Ottawa. Um, and since then, we've um, just, like I said, find just for 60 minutes, we haven't had that energy we had um, before this home stretch, and we got to get back to that. How, how awesome was it to see Oliver out there and, and in, a, in a game for the first time? Yeah, that was great. Uh, Goose bounced before the game. Uh, people standing up, cheering him. Uh, that was awesome. Thought he played well. Um, you know, it's gonna take him some time to get back into it, but I thought he looked good tonight. And uh, you know, I'm really, really happy to see him back. You mentioned the energy. Is that, is that fatigue in this team needing this All Star break, or is it something else? No, there's no excuses. Um, again, I don't know what the answer is. Um, but like I said, all we can do now is. Refocus uh, on Saturday, bring all the energy we have, and uh, you know, uh, come on and play our best game in a long time, and uh, yeah, do whatever we can to win. You had a, uh, a brief word with Oliver, like just before the puck dropped. Would you care to share what you said to him? No, I just said, just enjoy it. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Okay, sure. Thanks, Max. Yeah. Thanks, sir. Yeah. Okay, so there's Michael Backlund talking about uh, this one and how it sort of got away in that second period. Uh, they played well in the first and then only four shots in the second period. Uh, they had so much energy on that road trip. Things were going great, and they come home, and all of a sudden they just can't seem to put together that full 60 minutes. Do you notice a trend across these four losses? Yeah, again, I think you create your own bounces. Mm -hmm. I've talked about it just in our little intro, and the Flames aren't getting the bounces, but you got to do enough to make sure that those go your way, and that's a strong forecheck. That's grittiness. I still think there is a large room for improvement in the physicality of this Flames hockey team, and they just haven't got off to those, those starts that, that we were accustomed to on the road. They look very determined. And then the one thing that's let them down is, I'm not just going to blame it on the power play, but your special teams, like they got to get jobs done for you. And if you allow shorthand goal in each of the last two games like they have, and you get those opportunities to maybe separate yourself with a power play or get yourself back in a game, it has to get it done for you. And it just right. unfortunately hasn't for the Calgary Flames. Yeah, it can be uh, very deflating, I would imagine, if, like you said, you can't execute. Uh, one other thing Backlund was talking about was, of course, the return of Oliver Shillington, who's played for the first time in over a year and a half. Uh, a lot of excitement all week in the room, talking to the, to the different guys about his return. He had a big smile out there today, got a great ovation. Uh, what was your reaction to seeing him out there? Oh, it was very cool, right? You get to see a guy come back after he's missed so much time. Um, just wish him nothing but the best. And I said earlier tonight, it's probably the best part of the evening for him. Like after you get down, done with all of the, the press, the uh, hubbub that's surrounding it throughout the week, everyone's guessing when Oliver's going to be back. You get to go out, you get to be inside the glass, and you get to just focus on hockey for about two and a half hours. It didn't go the way that he wanted in his return, but he had some real bright spots tonight. We saw him up the ice, skating like he normally can, chasing down pucks, chances, and then uh, they did a really nice job of managing his workload tonight too. There wasn't a lot for Oliver, but he uh, didn't show up for any negative reasons. I think everything was positive from his debut. Yep, for sure. We saw a few rushes uh, from him. He had one shot tonight and uh, 13 minutes and 16 seconds of ice time, which is what we sort of expected tonight. So uh, Oliver is in the locker room right now. Let's hear what he had to say. Maybe not the way you drew it up, Oliver, but 
uh, no doubt special to get back in there tonight and contribute. Yeah, no, for sure, special, special for me personally, but stinks a little bit uh, after the game, for sure. But uh, yeah, obviously you uh, wanted us, or I wanted us to win. So um, yeah, it's a little tough feeling right after. How do you assess overall? You know, not only your play, but uh, how you felt. I felt pretty good. I just try to keep it simple from the beginning and just uh, the game just come to me and, and just try to keep it simple. And, and uh, I felt uh, got some looks and I felt uh, the game came to me. So uh, I just have to progress like this and, and keep going. What, uh, what was going through your head as you, as you saw the people rising when your game was announced and starting out there? What was feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's touching for sure. It's, it really is. Uh, I just want to give it back, you know. Uh, I just want to show my abilities on the ice, and I think that's my way to give it back. So I uh, have to work hard and, and uh, keep going here, and, and I want to show my best. So, uh, yeah, it stinks right now, but we have to look forward for Saturday. Oliver, does it blow you away that this fan base has kind of been supporting you and rooting for you the way they have? I know that's not lost on you. Yeah, I mean, this was nothing I could ever expect. So. Uh, when you see uh, people writing to you, people sharing for you, applauding you, uh, it really touches you in, in, in a way where I wasn't expecting. So um, it means a lot, but uh, like I said, uh, I want to win. So um, yeah, we have to look for it for Saturday. What was it feeling pregame? Is it nervousness? Is it excitement? Is it a bit of everything? I think it was more excitement. Uh, obviously a little nervousness too, but, but in a good way. Uh, and I just uh, try to trust my instincts and, and uh, uh, rely on what I'm good at and, and uh, just try to keep doing that. So. What does that mean to you that they put you in the starting lineup as a symbolic gesture almost? <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it was nice. Uh, so. Uh, Husk didn't have to do that, but uh, but it was nice to, to see the crowd um, sharing my name. So yeah. You had a couple moments. I think mainly there was one where you sort of tapped the puck to yourself along the blackboard, got around the outside, and just sort of narrowly missed. Yeah. Did you have moments where you felt like, okay, cool, the game feels right, I'm back at this level. Pretty much after that moment, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I uh, I regretted that I didn't take the puck to the net and and break it to the second post, but uh, yeah, no, I feel like I. I can still do what I'm doing, so so I'll, I'm just gonna keep keep working at it and, and progress, and and hopefully uh, pucks will go in and, and we will get wins. Was there a moment where you kind of felt, oh yeah, this is the NHL, and this is something you had maybe needed to be reminded of, of just how high level this is, or was it all? No, not really. Yeah, no, it no, it was normal for me. Yeah. Everything felt normal. Um, the guys made it pretty easy to, for me to come in, so. Uh, I felt relaxed. I felt uh, excited. So no, it felt really normal for me. You, you had a few rushes up the ice when, you know, I think the, especially the first one, the first period, you could, you know, the crowd, you could hear the fans going. What did you hear on the ice, and what goes through your mind when you hear the, the fans start get going for that? I feel like I hear them all, all the time, but but I uh, that play you're maybe talking about, I just try to take it to the net and and, and uh, make plays. So every time I, I get an offensive opportunity, I try to. Uh, just trust my instinct and and and, and do do what I can. So, uh, but yeah, no, I I just try to create and and uh, help uh, my team win. So um, yeah, I'm just trying to do my best out there.
Okay, thanks, Shirley. Thanks, guys. Original 16 gives you the chance to win one of three Calgary Flames fan experiences. Details in the new limited edition 15 packs of Canadian Pale Ale. Original 16, official beer sponsor of the Calgary Flames. Must be of legal drinking age, no purchase necessary. So the Flames suffer a 4-2 loss to the Columbus Blue Jackets, and there were a couple of injuries in this one as well uh, that were significant. Blake Coleman uh, hurt his hand. He did return for the third period. We're not sure if there's anything serious there, but A.J. Greer uh, looks a lot more serious, that one, with, a, with an apparent ankle injury. Yeah, Blake Coleman in front of the net here doing what he does best and takes a shot, and it looks like it's off the hand here. It seems a little bit harmless, but really seemed to stun him a little bit and uh, looked like it was thumb we'll see him I don't know if we'll get to see it here but he was checking it out on the bench a little bit later he left for a little while came back I think he took maybe a slash to it again at the end of the second period had to go off again but you know one of your one of your most consistent players of the year can't be afford, affording to have him go down but no. the way he finished the period uh, in the third I'm sure it'll be something that they'll maybe look at a little bit but uh, I think he's probably going to be okay. We hope he's okay. Right. And here's the uh, AJ Greer one, which looks a lot more serious. This is really ugly, and I'm glad we didn't see it in slow motion, but Greer's skate kind of bounces and deflects off of the other Columbus Blue Jackets skate, gets stuck on that yellow dasher near the bottom, and it's full pressure. It's a really awkward situation for his ankle, and first things that come to mind are maybe high ankle sprain. Um, you got your Achilles that's involved there, mm -hmm. and it could potentially be broken, and you know, when you're talking about all three of those, I'm no doctor, don't want to speculate, but just from personal experience, the break is probably the one that heals up the, right. the quickest. Um, it's just all of these are both unfortunate tonight, the injuries and the Flames who kind of had a, a mass of, of bodies here to be able to insert into the lineup. There's almost too many guys around yes. start of the season, midway point. All of a sudden they find themselves here with a couple guys being claimed on waivers today. You've got a lot of empty empty spots in that lineup that need mm -hmm. to be filled. So Craig Conroy is going to have his work cut out for him over the next few days. Which could be interesting, actually, for that fourth line, because I think the Flames have been wanting more from that fourth line, whoever's been on it this season. You know, a little bit more jam, maybe more physicality, some sort of spark when things aren't going well. And they've got some new personnel in there now. You saw Adam Klapka kind of in that scrum after Jonathan Huberdeau took that penalty. So maybe this will be a chance for some guys to to show something that the Flames haven't had all year. You're... you're you're bang on, and yes. it's it's definitely the Wranglers that have been taking advantage. As you look, you've got Adam Klap Klapka out there. You've got Cole Schwint. It's an audition time for them. You've got a few guys lingering down there I'm sure love to get a chance. Pedersen, Dryden Hunt, or some other names. I know that Jacob Pelche is soon to return yep. here, and we hear he's going to suit up for the Wranglers soon. So this is just opportunity for young guys. Craig Conroy's done a really nice job of giving a lot of guys opportunity. Unfortunately, with injuries... You don't want to see them, but it opens the door for other guys. And this Calgary Flames fourth line, though, desperately needs someone to grab hold and make an identity for themselves. And actually, speaking of injuries, it's probably worth mentioning that Martin Pospisil, of course, has been out of the lineup for a few games. And I think the Flames miss him as well because he is one of the few guys on the team right now who's not afraid to get, you know, not dirty hits, but he'll he'll get physical when he has to, right? And get his hands dirty. That's right, yeah. He, he's a guy that throws body out there. He exudes energy. And he's, he's been doing, he was really doing it at a really nice rate up until he was injured. And the Flames, I don't know who their second in line is there. I'd maybe put Blake Coleman, but that's not usually his game to run out of his way. He's just such a good 
good defensively and has, he's having a great offensive season. So um, it'll be interesting to see who kind of steps up and fills that role as well. Mm -hmm. Okay, we just saw the coach, Ryan Huska, walk by. So he is uh, speaking to the media right now. Let's hear what he has to say. First of all, I mean, how did you see Oliver and, and the jolt, the energy that seemed to come through the building with the, him in the starting line? Yeah, I, I thought he did a really good job tonight. You know, he he was one of the bright spots for our team, for sure. And then you putting him in the starting lineup, just the, the symbolism behind that. Um, just, it was a big moment for him. You know, you're proud of him for what he's gone through. Uh, he's had a tough stretch, and um, and I think a lot of people recognize the challenges probably that he would have faced. and. It was nice to see the ovation that he did get. Ryan, what bugs you most about tonight's effort? Um, first period was good for us. Second period, not good. And then we were flat the rest of the way. You know, yeah. Um, maybe the thing that bugs me the most, probably, I would say, um, Ryan, is the, the power play. That, that stuff is, is a couple games now. It's cost us, I find. And, and it's it sucked the wind right out of our sails. So penalty kills done a good job of trying to keep us in it but I feel like our penalty kills more dangerous than our power play right now and that's not a good thing. Uh, any updates on AJ Greer? I don't I'm sorry not yet. It, has felt, it felt from honestly the beginning of November up until probably about a week ago like there was progress yeah. this group was getting better and better yeah. and, and I, I, now maybe a little bit of regression over the last week. Yeah we, we've taken a step back for sure um, you know the game against Toronto there was a lot of good things in there it, it, really the two games that we're not overly pleased with are the last two. Um, and those ones are tougher to swallow when you're in a fight right now. And, and those are points that when you're at home, you, you want to make sure you're doing everything you can to get those points. Um, and I don't feel like we had the necessary energy that we had to play with tonight for a consistent basis. And are there areas specifically that you've seen the step back in? Um, I, I, I feel like a whether it's our game is loose or whether we're not playing with that same get up and go. I don't feel like we have the same pressure on, on teams right now. I feel like we're a second late and we're standing and, and watching a little bit. So that's either a sign of a tired team or a team that um, just isn't as sharp as it needs to be. Third periods have been a strength of your team at different points in the season. It hasn't really been the same way the last couple of games. Have you yeah. noticed something specifically about no, third periods? You know, well, I, th I think a lot of it comes from the way we've been, I, I mentioned a step behind, um, but eventually, if you're always coming back in the third periods, eventually you're not going to be able to do it. And, and I think we've we've probably done that too often. But it, the the concerning part is the the get up and go that wasn't there, and that's what we need to find for for Saturday night. How much more concerning is it that all this played out tonight against a team like Columbus that is as low as it is in the standings? Yeah, I've said before, if you're not at your very best, you're not going to win. It doesn't matter who you're playing, whether a team's below you in the standings or above you in the standings. If you're at your very best, you have a chance to win every night. But because of the way the league is, um, there isn't a team that's out of it uh, in regards to winning a game on a nightly basis. If you don't bring your best, pretty good chance you're not winning. It's been over 130 games now that this group has been together. Like, like, do you have any theories as to why they haven't figured out how to win consistently yet, Ryan? Um, if I had my total finger on that, it would have changed by now. So we'll st we still grind away, and um, you make sure we make sure that our our game on Saturday night is there. There has to be some juice from our team consistently, not just the start. And if something goes sideways or, or we get a bad bounce against us, you move on. It's the next play that matters, and that's the mentality we want our guys to have. Uh, and what are these messages 
considering you just saw Chicago and you yeah. haven't had the results that you yeah. want against them, kind of what you're saying now applies, doesn't it? Oh, need absolutely. And again, like I'll say it again, it doesn't matter where a team is in the standings. You got to make sure your game's where it needs to be. What did you see on the hit that got Hubert out last? Um, you know, I, there was a, a fair amount of blood, and I think that was one of the reasons why it was a five-minute major. Um, I thought it was a penalty, um, but I, I, I do think it was a little bit from the side. But I think because of, of the blood, the referees had to kind of make that call. Alex mentioned the frustration about not only losing four games but doing it at home. Yeah. That's a sentiment that you share, that losing yep. at home is going to yep. change? Yeah, for sure. It sucks. Okay, thank you guys. All right, there's the coach, Ryan Huska, who, uh, I mean, there's no way around it. The, the power play is hurting right now, and it's, uh, it's costing the Flames. You can't give them up when you're on the power play. Right. That's first and foremost. You may not right. get any, but you can't give up shorthanded goals. We saw how the Calgary Flames have scored a bunch of shorthanded goals this year, right. and they've been they've had huge impacts on those games, and generally resulted in the Calgary Flames getting points. So it's it's gone in reverse, and that does need to be corrected. Mm -hmm. Well, they'll have uh, one more chance to uh, to figure that out before the All Star break. Uh, Ryan was also mentioning uh, the next one for the Flames, which will be the Chicago Blackhawks. So it's Columbus in the bottom of the Eastern Conference. Now they're facing Chicago in the bottom of the Western Conference. Uh, and they've already faced Chicago once this year, at least on the road, which was one of their uh, worst losses of the season, I would say. And and you never know. I mean, it's tough to win in this league, right? Yeah, and I think if we look back to even last year, uh, I'm not going to go into the record, but there was a couple of losses at the hands of the Chicago Blackhawks. So this is the team that the Calgary Flames should be fired up to prove something against they're going to have to have their absolute best and you're going to have to have everybody going that's just that goes in sports when when you can get it, almost everyone on the same page you're ready to roll and again it's just been a little disjointed here as of late and they gotta they gotta find a way to right the ship okay saturday night they will try and uh put a stop to this losing skid which is now at four games uh some highs and lows here tonight of course there's a big high oliver shillington uh making his uh playing with the Flames for the first time in over a year and a half. He looks pretty good out there. It was women in sport in the, uh, women in sport as well tonight we celebrated, but uh, ultimately a 4-2 loss for the Flames. We will see you back here uh, on Saturday as they host the Chicago Blackhawks.